Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Kia ora mai. I'm Alison Balance, and welcome to this Our Changing World podcast from RNZ. I'm off to the beach at Eastbourne in Wellington Harbour to meet the youngest campaign manager in this year's New Zealand Bird of the Year competition. Kia ora, I'm George, I'm 15 and I'm one of the band of doctoral uh, monitors out here on Eastbourne Foreshore. I come out weekly and we just count how many pairs, how many individual birds and find nests as well so we can protect them. So describe what we're looking at, George. What's the beach like here? It's quite a wide beach with quite a well-vegetated, gravelly area at the back of it. It is a wide beach. So, yeah, we've got the beach out here. We've got some driftwood right out on the end. And the dotrels will usually use the furthest half closest to the sea. And, yeah, as you say, there's lots of vegetation out here, including the native tapata or caprosmas and other things as well. Now we've got some stuff in the car, you've got a job to do, so what's that job? Yeah, so we've got a trail camera to put out on the beach and that's to monitor how the nest goes and to get some footage of the nest and if it fails we'll get to find out exactly what's out here. So you have some idea of where this nest is, so it's been reported to you. So should we grab the gear and then you can tell me a bit more as we walk out there? That sounds great. Okay, so there's a wall to climb over some steps, and I'm just I'm interested because there's a sign here on the wall that says Banded Dotterel Nesting Area. Dotterels are nesting here between August and February, so it's early October, so they've been going at it for a while. They have, yeah. So they've been here since early August, and they started breeding in September, and they're still breeding out here now, and they will be, yeah, until February. Okay, and then it's, so it says, please walk below the high tide mark to avoid disturbing nests and chicks and keep your dogs on a leash. So we don't have a dog. No, absolutely, but, but it is important. I've seen a few go past. Yes, <laughs> and they've been on the footpath, which is great to see, but it is important if you're out here to keep your dog on a lead, please. <laughs> okay, let's go. So we're looking for two upright sticks that have hopefully marked the nest from the people that found it. Now, I'm sure we will have reason to say needle in a haystack more than once on this Abs- little expedition. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. Having a couple of centimetre long eggs on this uh, large beach will definitely be a needle in a haystack. So just scanning the area, looking yeah. for sticks. Will the birds give themselves away? Once we get close enough, yeah. So the, the birds that's on the nest will probably jump up, start peeping at us and get mad and run off. And that usually gives them away pretty distinctly. So we'll look for that as we move out. We've found our first bird. It's a, a, a male banded dotrel who's just foraging around looking for some insects. So describe it to me. So it's similar size to a blackbird and it's got two stunning bands across its chest including one really big chestnut and one slightly smaller black band and it's got a brown back to it and white underparts so its belly and chest are all white apart from the bands and it's just running around bobbing up and down pecking at the ground to try and find some insects. So really what gives it away is the fact that it's moving isn't it? Absolutely. So it's Ooh, oh, just taken off. 
they're really good at camouflaging with that brown back. They blend right into the driftwood. So once they start moving, they're much more conspicuous than when they're hiding and sitting down in the in the driftwood. It's nice to see them out here because there's just houses on one side of us, like lots of houses. Eastbourne's quite the settlement, and then this bit of beach is really quite wild. I imagine it must get actually very wild out here in a big Wellington storm. Absolutely, yeah. The spray comes up right across the beach in a big storm and lots of driftwood that's come up considerably past the high tide mark. Yes, it does make you wonder about the big storms. It does, absolutely. All right, shall we head out that way and see if we can spot any nests? Sure. Oh, I just heard a ping. Yeah, we can just hear it peeping from over there. Can't quite see it yet. Still blending in pretty well with its environment. Just spotted it coming towards us through the driftwood. It was blending in very well in there. And it looks like a female bandodotril. And what differentiates a female from a male? Yeah, so it's got a much lighter chestnut band across its front. And it's a, yeah, a little bit less bright and colourful than the male as well. It's just running and making little peep noises as it goes. Now I'm curious, you said they started breeding out here in August, but you, apart from this one nest that we haven't quite managed to find at the moment, what's happened to the other nests? Because had they started on nests? Yeah, this is the fifth nest that we're trying to find now, but there were four others that unfortunately failed, and we're not quite sure exactly why yet, but all we know is some of the eggs got taken and some of them got left, and that could be from predation or... Yeah, we're still trying to work that out, and hopefully this camera will help with that. So what would be predating them out here? Rats? Hedgehogs, maybe? Uh, All of the above. So it could be rats, it could be hedgehogs, it could even be someone's cat that's just hopped the fence and come over from the houses. So bandodotrals, they they breed all around the New Zealand coast? So their population is declining. The estimates are between 20,000 and 50,000, but that is going down. And they breed in some pockets around the coast, and in primarily they breed in the braided rivers of the South Island, along with other birds like Rybill and Black-Fronted Tern. Now, I have to say it's delightful because it's running closer and closer to us. It is, so yeah. a big circle around us. And I can just see the male behind the female running close to us. He's doing a funny bobby thing. Do you know what it means? It, I'm not exactly sure. It could mean a lot of different things. Sometimes what I've noticed is it might mean I've got something to hide and I've got something to protect. So I do wonder if maybe these are the birds that have a nest. We can hear them starting to get slightly more annoyed at us the closer we get. So maybe it is our birds. So if there's a nest, what am I looking for? So uh, not much. They nest in just a tiny little scrape in the sand and it looks like any other little uh, divot in the sand. And the male makes it and he may have to make a few before the female decides that's the right one to lay an egg in. Or three eggs in this case. And they're just little bluey-grey eggs with dots on them. And they can be brown or black or slightly lighter dots, depending on the kind of bird. And there does seem to be some variation in egg colour as well. My experience with birds like these on braided rivers down in the South Island is that the eggs always do a remarkably good job of looking just like a pebble. 
Absolutely, <laughs> yes. It makes life so easy for people like us. Because <laughs> they're really just relying on camouflage, aren't they? Exactly right. And that's one of the downfalls of our New Zealand birds. So they are used to aerial predators like falcons and harriers. They're not used to predators like stoats or hedgehogs or cats. And unfortunately, that's not good for them at all because they are the main predators out here, less so falcons and harriers. So the finder of the nest is actually going to come and yes, <laughs> guide us to where we're meant to be looking. We've had to call in back up. <laughs> this, I believe, is Joan who found the nest uh, a couple of days ago. So she's hopefully going to show us where to put the camera. So you're one of the doctoral minders? I am, just a, a real amateur. I just come along once a week. George does the main work, but I come along the foreshore with a friend and we're getting good at finding nests but so you found this one a couple of days ago yesterday right so have you got it Uh, yeah Uh, well i've got the birds just the birds just come off the nest there so george has suddenly seen it god we were very close to it before we were (laughs) we We were embarrassingly close to it before see how difficult it is to spot them if you didn't see the bird get off the nest you've really so this has got quite a few little bits of driftwood around it yeah and some right. beautiful green speckled eggs. Yes. So yes. good spotting on your part. Yes. <laughs> well, you have to wait for the birds to sit down. That's how you see them, you see. Once you see a bird sitting down, you know it's on a nest. So you always bring your binoculars out oh, when you're yeah, walking? Oh, yeah, And then you have to get a bit of a distance to, so you don't spook it. So what interests you about the banded dotterel? Well, I've always been a bird spotter, so I'm just interested in birds generally. And these are such sweet little birds. They've got a special character... And well, now we've got flags on them. We should perhaps explain to listeners we're not talking about the birds aren't running around and carrying little flags <laughs> that they're waving for you. <laughs> These are little things that go on their legs, yes, aren't they? Yes, they are. Right, the bird's getting angsty. I think there it is there. It's PCC. She's paired up with PCA as the male. This is a couple from last year who've paired up again this year. Oh, so they're like old friends. They're old friends. <laughs> Can you remember how well they did last year? Did they manage to get any chicks away? We had chicks last year, but we're still not sure that any fledged and left. Must be nice having these little shorebirds nesting on your beach. It's lovely. It's uh, Yeah, it's very special. And it's amazing when you've been looking and you go along the foreshore, people will stop you and ask you, are there any new nests, are there any chicks? You know, people are really quite interested in them. But we don't know what's predating them this year, so this is... It won't be dogs, but they just disturb them. So are people around here trapping, trying to get rid of the predators? Oh, yes, there's traps all over here. And there was a stoat was found earlier in the year on the beach, so, I mean, that would be a key predator for the little bird. The camera is set to motion detect, so as soon as the bird comes back on, it'll start recording and we'll film her sitting back down, and then when she stops moving, it'll stop recording. And if this nest does get predated, then it'll start filming as soon as a predator arrives. So we'll then be able to work out exactly what predator is out here and how best to combat it. Oh, I can just see her scurrying back onto her nest. Yes. And she's back. Yep, back on the nest. Yes. Fantastic. How long are they going to be incubating the eggs for? Um, They'll be incubating, I think it's approximately 25 to 30 days they'll be incubating. And then they'll hatch their chicks and... Um, then yeah, their chicks are amazing. They are basically uh, little balls of fluff with legs. Oh, and cute! They are, yeah, very cute. <laughs> what colour? Uh, grey. So they're very different to their parents, and they've got a molt into their first adult plumage, 
and within a couple of hours they're up and off the nest running around feeding themselves and surviving by themselves just hanging out with their parents until they're a little bit older but they're off the nest so quickly. You are so into dotterels that you are campaigning for them for Bird of the Year. I am, absolutely, yeah. Band of Dotterel for Bird of the Year 2018. (laughs) (laughs) Now why should it be Bird of the Year? They're as endangered as two species of kiwi, but yet they get hardly anywhere near the amount of conservation work or support that the kiwi do. And people know about the kiwi. The kiwi is our national bird, but people probably don't know about the banded dotrel. And they're so cute and they're so adorable that people really should deserve to know about them. And if they became bird of the year, then they would get such great publicity for that. There'd probably be more conservation work going into them and they'd get a much bigger public profile, which would be so fantastic for the species and something they really desperately need. Now I'm curious, they're little birds, but they actually head away in winter, don't they? They do, yeah. So the birds from the South Island will migrate to Australia, to mostly the eastern coast, And some of the birds will also migrate up to the top of the North Island to places like Miranda Shorebird Centre, Kafia Harbour and places north of Auckland as well. So where it's warmer. Where it's warmer, exactly. Sensible little birds. Indeed they are, very sensible. But in the meantime they're the kind of bird that on lots of beaches around New Zealand you might get a chance to see them and hopefully they have a nearby community who, like you guys here, is keeping a, a careful eye out for them. Absolutely, that's what I hope. Uh, the Bandodotrals really deserve that kind of protection and conservation work. So hopefully there are lots of different community groups working on them. There aren't too many that are in the public eye that I know about, but there are lots of people dotted around the country that really care about the Bandodotrals. So I think it's crucial that we increase that number because their population is declining really drastically and it would be so sad to see them become another black robin that just get down to a handful of birds. We have another dotteral species too, don't we? We do. We've got two other dotteral species. We've got the black-fronted dotteral and the New Zealand dotteral. And New Zealand dotteral, I think, is even rarer than the banded dotteral? They are, yeah. So the New Zealand dotteral is much more endangered than the banded dotteral, or there are much less of them around the country. But they do have quite a few people that are interested in them and doing some conservation work for them. So they're doing okay at the moment. Their population isn't in a great position, but they are doing okay around the country. And what about black-fronted dotterels? Yeah, I don't think there's too much work going into them at the moment, but I think their population is pretty stable from what I've heard. And they are a pretty recent in the scheme of things arrival from Australia. So they're cl- oh, so we don't care about them. Yeah, they're, they're, they're Aussies, yeah. Uh, they're a native species, whereas the Bandodotril and the New Zealand Dotril are endemic. Found only here. Exactly, yeah. They only breed in New Zealand. Thanks, George. That's George Hobson, and he's a keen birder and conservationist from Wellington. He recently received an A.T. Edgar Junior Award from Birds New Zealand for youth leadership. I'm Alison Balance, and this Our Changing World podcast first aired on RNZ on the 11th of October 2018. To find out more about this podcast, check out our webpage, rnz.co.nz slash ourchangingworld. There are plenty of podcasts there to keep your ears happy, and lots of eye candy as well. If you'd like to hang out with us, you can do that virtually. We are on Facebook and Twitter as RNZ Science. And you can subscribe to us at your favourite podcast provider. 
If you're able to rate and review us there, then we'd really appreciate that. It helps people to find us. Word of mouth is good too. Tell your friends about us. Here's some word of mouth recommendations for you for new stuff from RNZ's podcast team. The suffrage podcast Beyond Kate explores the 125 years since women got the vote in New Zealand. And Are We There Yet? is packed with helpful parenting advice. That's me for now. Thanks for listening. Matewa. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.